0: Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone
1: in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your frame of reference. Brought to you by the Max
0: FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. A couple of weeks back when I announced that I was going on hiatus. I mentioned that I would be re-airing a series of broadcasts that we did back in 2017 to celebrate my employers, McFarland Manufacturing, their 100th anniversary in business. That's right up there with the Red Cross, UPS, and IBM for longevity. So, we developed a series of shows that broke that century into four parts of 25 years each. It was a chance to talk about and reflect upon how formative those periods of time were in our country, our, our county, and right here in Sauk City, which is, by the way, the oldest village in Wisconsin, don't you know? No matter where you live, it doesn't hurt to just stop and think about how much can happen in 100 years or 25 Maybe it helps to give us a frame of reference for hoping for a better future. If nothing else, it helps us to remember. Because as the old saying goes, those that don't remember the past are doomed to repeat it. So here we go with part one, 1917 to 1942. See how many of the sound bites you can identify and let them take you back to a different time where they were the news. Inside the White House, President Woodrow Wilson conferred with advisors, and signed the proclamation of war against Germany. Over there,
1: over there, send the word, send the word over there.
0: And we won't come back till it's over over there. This is Century of Change, a series featuring the rich history of the last 100 years. Don't mean a thing. If you ain't got that swing It don't mean a thing All you gotta do is swing Let me assert my firm belief That the only thing we have to fear is Fear itself Every time it rains, it rains That is from heaven
1: don't you know each cloud contains
0: that is from heaven. We shall fight on the beaches, we shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Well, good morning, Sauk County. I, I've got to tell you, this is uh, an exciting endeavor that we are trying on to. I, I would say it's ambitious. <laughs> On just a couple of notes, but uh, thanks for joining us this morning. We hope that you'll join us for the next four weeks as we uh, enter into a, a brand new special series of broadcasts uh, called The Century of Change. And just to give you a little bit of background on how this all came about, um, I've been talking about it throughout the year, but this year is McFarland's 100th anniversary. Um, so back in 1917, Earl McFarland started what is now McFarland Manufacturing with the Wisconsin Tractor Company. Um, and this month, November, is actually actually... actually the the month in which that happened. So November 27th of 1917 is when the Wisconsin Tractor Company was incorporated in the state of Wisconsin. So I'd always been kind of thinking throughout the spring and what I'd like to do something special to commemorate that month and then got the idea of what if we did a series of radio shows that looked at that past 100 years because there has been a ton of stuff that's happened in the past 100 years. So I invited my friend Paul Walter to come down and talk with me and Paul was silly enough to say yes. Uh, so Paul is the executive director of the Sauk County Historical Society. We've talked many times before, but
1: Paul, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, good morning. My pleasure. And uh, yes, we are partners in trepidation here because there's a ton to cover, even in 25-year segments. It's yeah. just staggering. So.
0: Well, that's what's so impressive. You know, you look at the these in 25-year blocks, and we thought, well, at least that would be manageable. But there's something about this first 25-year <laughs> yes. block. So today we're talking about things that happened between 1917 and 1942. And then going forward, we'll take the next 25 years and the next working all the way up to contemporary times. But 1917 to 1942, holy guacamole. <laughs> I mean, there's just yeah, so much. And, really and we've is. got a whole range of stuff. I mean, I've already alluded to the the thing that got me going was the whole McFarland starting and just there's a wonderful article that we'll be posting to the website at wrpq.com that talks about some of the things that happened to give McFarland's its start and one of them was that there was a a company called the the Shaw Motor Works that had a building here and Earl McFarland was able to purchase that building and that became the first place where we were manufacturing Wisconsin tractors so um, and of course you know the the rest now has gone on and on and on but um, the Wisconsin tractor and its day and age was one of the most uh, innovative tractors of its time. Had a clear a closed gearbox, which was mm-hmm. you know unheard of in that point in time. Wow. But you know, you're go- going in dirty fields and whatnot. Of course, right, so that's what right. you want to do,
1: right? I bet you that building was a little smaller than I the one you're in just, now.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was even <laughs> as big as the retail building. So <laughs> right. that, that's kind of hard. Right. So, but then from that point on, 1917 alone is a huge year for yeah. the the country because right. um, one of the major things going on at that point was World War One. We yes. had just entered. Of course, the war started in 1914, but we got going. America got into it in 1917. Yep. And that, that actually had quite a bit of an impact on Saw County, didn't it?
1: It did, yeah. Of course, uh, you know, Congress declared war in April of 1917. And uh, almost immediately, um, you know, uh, troops started to enlist of course the national guard was around so actually um units from reedsburg company a of reedsburg of the national guard was the first infantry regiment from uh the county that was activated and um those those men and a a lot of uh saw county troops and other badger troops were uh Significant in their 32nd division, the Red Arrow Division, that okay. uh, saw significant action in France and were some of the first to reach uh, German soil, actually. So,
0: And there was an event, too. I thought I saw something about um, there was a ship that was sunk. Um, in fact, isn't yeah. there a celebration of, yes. of the survivors of that? Or right,
1: right. It was called the Tuscania, and uh, it happened in February of 1918, and it really brought the this kind of faraway war you know, home that that it was a reality. So, of course, we've been sending men over for several months since that time. I think at some point, the America was sending two hundred thousand men a month were arriving in France. So, just to get all these troops across the ocean was a was a huge task. But yeah, in February nineteen eighteen, a, a troop ship called the Tuscania was sunk off the coast of uh, Scotland okay. uh, by a German U boat, and um at that At that point in the war the the policy was all other ships get out of the area because they'd had some incidents before where ship after ship went down as they tried to rescue the the ship that got hit the first um, so everybody scattered and uh if it hadn't been for some some British destroyers that came back against policy basically uh we would have lost uh upwards of uh two thousand men um Jeez. yeah a couple a couple hundred were were, were lost that day, but, uh, well over, uh, 1600 were saved. Okay. So, yeah, so, uh. And there were quite a few from Baraboo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there was says? 21 from Baraboo. Okay. All, all, 21 that were on the ship from Baraboo were saved. Um, and there was like the Spooner, Wisconsin 17 and other, you know, other groups here and there. Uh, okay. lots of badger men on that ship, but, yeah, the Baraboo 21 survived. And so, uh, Steve Argo, one of our board members and Baraboo, uh, high school history teacher, Decided years, a couple years ago that there should be a memorial to this Tuscania incident for the survivors, the, the victims, um, especially the Royal the British Navy. So, yeah, so he's working on a, a Tuscania memorial, which will be... Um, Finished and unveiled next November. Okay. And part of the 100th anniversary of the war. Okay. So,
0: and there, actually, there was a, quite a bit of like anti German sentiment, too. Weren't there some book burnings and right, things that had happened right, yeah. in the Baraboo area? Yeah, of
1: course. Uh. Uh, Saw County is very German in a very German state. Um, <laughs> actually, a sedition map was uh, published in 1918 by the Wisconsin Loyalty League. Oh, and um, Saw County is right smack in the middle of this uh, one of the. Uh, most infected pro German, uh, districts, according to them. Sure. You know? sure. And, 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 but there were plenty of mixed, mixed feelings, of course. People were Americans. They wanted to support the war. Of course, they knew this was, uh, their homeland and, um, you know, they could be literally fighting against, uh, their family members sure, over there. Sure. Um, but, uh, but when the call came up, you know, to go to war, um, of course, Sauk County did his part. Um, eventually, nearly 7,000 Sauk County men registered for the draft, and uh, nearly 1,000 were inducted. Boy. Um, well, but- unless we think there was just
0: negative stuff going on right then there was also a wonderful thing happened in the Bearpaw area where Dr. Ashner donated the land for what is now the yeah. the the zoo yep. so right. uh, you know a, a legacy that carries on even to today yep. so yep. but then another bad thing for the year i guess was the wrinkling brothers decided to move their quarters out of the area in 1917
1: Yeah, yeah and i um they had been of course started in Baraboo in 1884 and winter quartered there for the next uh, almost 35 years but uh after the um after the uh spring 1918 the show was done okay. the um Or that fall, rather, they decided not to come back to Baraboo. Henry Ringling had died uh, earlier that year. Al, of course, had died a few years before that. So they were kind of the two anchors that were holding the last, uh, holding the circus there in Baraboo. The other three brothers that were still alive really didn't live in Baraboo anymore, didn't have any ties there. So they finally made the move. well, of course, to Connecticut, which isn't any warmer. But
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you kind of fin- wonder about that. Then they no, finally
1: uh, wised up and said, oh, "Let's go down to Sarasota,
0: Florida." So yeah. yeah, somebody got the hey, it really is warmer down south. So, but uh, well, and then another thing that you know, and I had just watched a special on um, I think it was public television about the influenza right, epidemic, right. And that was such a really big, big thing in this area that what schools were closed and churches were closed, yeah, and yeah. Um, in fact, the, the show I was watching was the for, forgotten influenza or the forgotten epidemic and talks yeah. about just how devastating that was i know my my dad's family um, there were two kids and my dad's uh, sisters oh. that passed away during wow. that there's really sad stories about houses being quarantined oh, and yeah. you would have to pass your loved ones out through the window to you know get yeah. them taken away <clears throat> yeah the family couldn't even have a funeral at that point right so.
1: right a lot of you know they knew that that human-to-human contact wasn't great, but they still didn't have any idea, you know, how this exactly spread. It would be years before the virus is even seen under an electron microscope. But, right. yeah, 28% of the U.S. population became infected um, during the influenza outbreak of 1918, and and somewhere between 500,000 and 675,000 Americans died, let alone the 20 million uh, worldwide. I, so, it, you know, right on the heels of World War One, literally... Um, <sighs> it was, it was quite a, quite a trying time to be alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and of course this is back before there were influenza
0: shots, yep. you know, available yep. to give you any kind of uh, uh, protection against that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, I know there've been horror movies too about what happens. The uh, one thing I thought they were uh, were the it was a science, kind of a science fiction thing, but they had gone into Antarctica or something and retrieved the remains of some people that had the Spanish flu, yeah. and yeah. they you know then somehow through some horrific accident yeah. gets loose, and yeah. I mean so that that Spanish flu is still with us today. Yeah, and and, yeah.
1: and even quite literally because I was reading. That there were some—I don't know where these where these the tissue or whatever was frozen, but apparently they were able to get some of the actual virus and and do some some tests with it and and see how it spread and whatnot very carefully I <laughs> Pandora's guess Pandora's box yeah. I know right be careful what right. you do so um,
0: well you know so we're just talking 1917-1918 and there there are a ton of things there there will be a timeline folks that you can uh, actually go on to wrpq.com at some point in the near near future mm-hmm. and be able to see more of what we're talking about but things like you know 1918 farmers organized the Sockbury Light Company uh, in, 1917, in 1917 to bring electricity to their farms in in West Western Sumter Township. Right. Um, so there was uh, refrigerators were introduced and homemakers quickly adopted them making ice delivery services unnecessary eventually. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> right. These were right. still coming for a while right. with their horses and everything right. else. And of course uh,
1: that that power was provided by the the Prairie du Sac Dam, yeah. you know, which was built way beyond its right. its uh, they had all potential that customers. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Right. They really well, what are we
0: going to do with all this power, yeah. you
1: know? So so, so um,
0: yeah. you know and then you have World War 1 ended, thankfully with than a year after America gets into it, but then uh, Denman Kramer was born. Those of the people from the Sauk Pryor area would will know that name. Uh, Denman, known as the Balloon Man, for very many, many many years, he would go around to area restaurants and make balloons for kids. And Denman actually worked at the dam for a number of years. Was uh, quite well renowned for uh, the the way that he ran that ship while he was aboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also in 1919, Bob McFarland was born. So that ties okay. to McFarland's history. The Bob uh, will. We'll, we'll be talking more about the McFarlands as we go through this show, but um, Bob uh, took the reins. He and his brothers Jim and and uh, Chuck Paul took the reins from uh, Earl McFarland, the grandpa Earl. Yeah. Um, but you know, Bob in 1919 was on the beginning of the journey. He, as Stephen
1: Kirsch Kerr- Chapman said, he started to dance. Right. So, and I bet you his his toy tractors were life size. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, very likely. Grew up, grew up very on Wisconsin, right? And you
0: tractor. didn't want to let them roll over your toe. That's that would right. not be a good idea. No. So and in that time frame, stock farmers had twelve hundred and thirty-four silos, eighteen hundred and seventy-nine autos, a hundred and twenty-seven milking machines, and seventy-nine tractors and counting. And I think seventy-eight <laughs> of them were Wisconsin. Tractors. That's right. Let's that's hope so at least. That's right. And our population in nineteen twenty was thirty-two thousand five hundred and twelve. And probably one of the most significant things on this list, nineteen twenty <laughs> was when women voted for the first time in county elections. Yeah. So yeah. you think of the impact that women voting has had on you know the past. Hundred years, um, it's it's phenomenal. And why did it take so long to I get know, to that point? Right? I mean, it's just you know, for hundreds of yes. years before that, they couldn't vote. And then all of a sudden, somebody woke up and said, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Let's have a vote." Yeah, come on. Yeah. So and then a new one hundred and fifty four thousand dollar bridge was built over Wisconsin River at Prairie du Sac, which yes, is sir. great. So Paul has put together a wonderful, wonderful listing of, of things, folks, that we will make available to you online. Um, it's just uh, it's just chuck full of facts that somebody volunteers at Saw County Historical Museum mm-hmm. helped put together. So, but We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and we're going to zoom through the other 20 years in this time period. We've got a couple of really fun stories to tell you, so don't go anywhere, folks, as we hear a word from these sponsors that are making this Century of Change show possible. Where can you find tools to clothing, farm supplies to power equipment, and if that wasn't enough, tires and rental equipment? Come to McFarland's in Salk City today and find out. We'd love to see you in our 200,000-square-foot retail and service center at 780 Carolina Street, one block south of Highway 12, where service is a family tradition. Open 24-7 at net. Call or text us at 608-643-3321. And we're back here on Century of Change, a special four-edition broadcast of the past 100 years here in the country, the world, Sauk County, and Sauk Prairie. <laughs> My guest this morning is Paul Walter. Paul's going to be with me for the next three weeks, you lucky guy. Yep. So after this, as we try to zoom through the past 100 years, and as you can tell, folks, it's just chuck full of stuff. But uh, we, were, we left off at 1921. 1922, highways 12, 23, 33 are paved throughout the county, and St. Mary's Ringling Hospital hospital opened in Baraboo. So that it goes back to almost the beginning of our time period here. And then there was one that I had asked Paul uh, to kind of dig out a little bit more information. In 1923, there was a report that pilot Charles Lindbergh had flown Lone Rock's Dr. Bertha Reynolds to tend to patients in plane. We talk about house calls. Now, that's a pretty historically significant (laughs) house
1: call. right? Of course, it was before he was famous, but but, um, looking back... uh, Uh, Yeah, in 1923, uh, Dr. Bertha Reynolds, who was a pioneering woman physician in Lone Rock, uh, received an emergency call from Clyde, which is another small community, and uh, she couldn't cross the river, the Wisconsin River, because it was just impossible by bridge or boat, I guess, must have been flooding, and... um, she received word that a barnstorming pilot had just landed at the small airstrip outside of town at Lone Rock, and she prevailed upon this young pilot to fly her to Clyde and then also to make another uh, flight to Plain, Wisconsin, here in Sauk <laughs> County. and. Um, Four years later, this young pilot, whose name was Charles Lindbergh, became f- famous, of course, as the first person to fly nonstop solo across the Atlantic Ocean. So, so be
0: nice to those strange people that offer you help, because you, you never, never know, they could be Bill Gates, right? Uh, you know, or something else. <laughs> right. So, Well, and then in 1924, Colesac
1: Ferry goes online in, in The one, yeah. yeah. There had been ferries there since the 1840s, you know, of some sort or another, but apparently this was the first... Uh, Colesack Ferry. or the up to Colesack 3 now. Yeah, Of course named from Columbia, Sauk Clark, right. uh, County. Arrangement uh, owning the ferry. Is
0: that the one that the, there's a picture of at Lastra's Restaurant in town that shows Colesack.
1: It actually has wood deck. It can carry yeah. like four cars. It says cl- yeah, yeah, that sounds like the Colesack one. Okay, yep. So the original. Yep. Um, right. And then 1924,
0: Jim McFarland is born. Now Jim uh, ended up being, as the McFarlane's took over the reins, Jim was really in charge of the manufacturing okay. and uh, Structural areas. I mean, he helped a lot with with manufacturing. That was really his baby that he watched. So that became McFarland Manufacturing and doing our harrows and mm-hmm. all our tillage tools today. 1925, a concrete swing pool is built in Laval. Ooh. So yeah, you know, <laughs> we don't we take that for granted we now, do. but that was a big we deal. Do, yeah. That was a real big deal. Uh, and then in 1927, d- dredging and dam construction are completed at Lake Delt.
1: Now that's a huge that, deal. It, yeah, for it's some hard, to, hard to believe. Yeah, that um, it didn't exist forever. But yeah, the only the only natural lake in county is Devil's lake all the others are man-made and uh, one of the first in the in the state really to be built just for recreational uh, use was Lake delton built by a, a- a Chicago developer named William J. Newman. Okay. Um. Fortunately, he owned an excavating company, so that came in real handy <laughs> to build a lake. Um. If you know the Merchandise Mart sure. in Chicago, which is enormous, he dug the cellar for the Merchandise Mart. So, wow. Um. So he had the money and the equipment and the wherewithal to build a lake. Uh, rumor has it his kids wanted someplace to go swimming, so <laughs> he built Lake Delton. I think I think he had a little more commercial. Uh, operation mine. He's <laughs> surrounded the lake with all kinds yeah. of things to do from... Stadiums to, uh, uh, you know, swimming of course, and boating, and and even built an airport there at Lake Dillon. Right, right. so.
0: you got to wonder, don't you? say, The whining of kids and the things that sometimes <laughs> it accomplishes. Right. So right. well, and then in 1928, Paul McFarland was born, which okay. uh, it, Paul was better known as Chuck McFarland, and okay. Chuck was a well-known uh, institution in Prey for many, mm-hmm. many years. Chuck was uh, in the tire automotive area, and just uh, and Chuck and actually made a big impact on a lot of people. Almost sound lives. like the Ringling Brothers. Uh, so you know, everybody had their
1: department and they all got along. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. They, when the big decisions came down, yeah. they, they yep. cut, sat down and
0: got it done. Yeah, so, very good. um, then, uh, 1929, Bearboo Republic and Bearboo News starts. Uh, and then in 1930, the population has gone down. So from yeah, 1920 right. to 1930, uh, population decreased. We went from 32 five twelve to 32,30. So it lost, uh, about 500 people. Yeah. And from what I understand that a lot of that was due to the urbanization of the country in general.
1: That night. And I suppose declining birth rates—you yeah. know—these immigrant families uh, settled down, and and. Um Yeah, and then uh, let's see 31 the village of
0: Kilburn changes its name to Wisconsin Dells in 32 the Reedsburg Municipal Hospital is built in 1933 the federal government closes all county banks and the first national bank of Baraboo is reorganized Mm -hmm. so we were actually fairly well off too in terms of the rest of the country in that in 1934 11% of the county people are on poor relief which was lower than a lot of places 25% was not unheard of Um, but then and somebody, another very famous person villa, villa, <laughs> Infamous, visited the yeah, area. Right. Uh, John Dillinger reportedly attended Mass mm-hmm. with the nuns at St. Mary's Convent in Barbour. I saw that. I, I got to know more about that one. Right, that just right. sounds.
1: What happened? Well, this is this is apparently a reminiscent of Sister Mary Liguri O'Toole, who one morning in 1934 was playing the organ at the Sisters' Chapel there at the uh, St. Mary's Ringling. Hospital, which was the former mansion of Alf and Della T. Ringling. T. Ringling. Um, so it had an organ. Um, and uh, she, she noticed two men about to leave and stopped them to ask them to stay until after benediction. Okay. Uh, and as she spoke to them, she noticed that one of them held a rosary. Uh, not sure if they stayed or not, but... Uh, uh, later in the day, they noticed um, their picture in the Baraboo News, and it was John Dillinger. So, and you have to believe the story because his right. sister Mary. Right. So I mean, come on, come on you now, no. right? So, and if you so, didn't believe
0: it, you know, something bad would happen to you. Right. Yeah, that would be. But uh, you never know. You just you know? never know. And he yeah. could have
1: been packing too, and that yes. would not, you know. Yeah. He, but he did ooh. have his rosary. So well, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> she she reportedly said, uh, "We hoped that our blessed mother whose rosary he carried forgave him for his many crimes." Well, we'll see about that but... <laughs> Well, you know, all forgiveness is possible, yes, right? Exactly. So,
0: Well, and then uh, in uh, 1934, the Schwecky Brothers, am I saying that right? Yeah, Schwecky, Schwecky Schweck, Brothers. Schweck yeah. Brothers in Reedsburg advertised the demonstration of a television. Oh, what would have happened had they not demonstrated that television? Right. So, but, you know, it, it, weird to think about. In 1934, yeah. McFarland Manufacturing Incorporated was incorporated as well. So Wisconsin Tractor actually had, uh, we, we suffered as well from the Depression and uh, some, some tractors that, were built and, and mm. sent out couldn't be paid for, and oh, wow. um, so it forced the reorganization of the company. Okay, and so now today, uh, you know, 100 and, uh, years later, we're changed of name, but the same people are at the helm. Yeah. So yep. 35 Civilian Conservation Corp opens Devil's
1: Lake and Ironton, Ironton and Ironton yeah, and two CCC camps that did remarkable yeah. work. All those trails and those stone buildings at Devil's Lake State Park <laughs> were all built by those guys.
0: One well, in 35, Aldo Leopold moved into an abandoned farm. Farm in Fairfield, right. so the the amount of impact that that has had not only on the country, um, yeah. but on our own area too, with San County Almanac and yep. the, you know the yeah. the the, uh, the work Whole that the have
1: done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I can't. It's. Did you get information on Aldo a little bit in terms of the uh, stuff that was going on there and why he chose that farm? Is there any indication of that?
1: Well, it was it was definitely a played out farm. I don't know if if um, the location or the price had something to do with it, but. Um, he definitely rehabilitated it and and uh, brought it back. And, of course, it's the nucleus of the Elder Leopold Foundation today. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a beautiful center. I mean, anyone yeah, that hasn't yeah, been out there, really, just right. take some
0: time, some time, and right, go and out there. You can there. still see
1: the shack, which, yeah. is of course, an old chicken coop that he... They didn't live, I mean, live, live there. They went out there and... and um, and uh, spend time there, but um.
0: well, there's a table there where I'm yeah. sure he did a lot of yep. journal writing yep. and yep.
1: Uh, musing over
0: things. And uh, right, and his whole idea of taking that land that had been really well worked and reclaiming mm-hmm. it yep. um, to more of a natural state, right? Um, right. That's had huge impact on yep. people across the entire country. Yeah. So, and then, uh, well, gosh, the Prairie du Sac sewer system began <laughs> operation in 1936. Hey, pretty important. <laughs> yeah, we take that for granted. We really too, do. We? we really do. Holy cow! Yeah. And the University of Wisconsin began its extension service to bring mm-hmm. learning to everyone in 1939. Wow. Uh, population has increased by 1940. We're back up to 33, 700. So we had been at 3230 in, in 1930, and now we're up 670 people. Uh, 1941, Sauk County farmers re- resist construction of the proposed powder plant in Sauk Prairie. But as we all know, that resistance did <laughs> not last for long because that takes us to the last year. Of th- we got there. We have three minutes, Paul. <laughs> We got there to 1942. Yeah. So yeah. with just zooming through things, right. folks, there's tons of more information. But as I said, we're posting stuff to wrpq.com. Um, there'll be this timeline and some background article research that people can read. Yeah. Um, but it, we, we, we I think we forget just how special an area this is. And yeah. we have a rich history that people need to be aware of.
1: Right. Wow. And in the powder plant, mentioning that, I mean, that obviously is the ramifications are still here today. Now we have this Sock Prairie Rec, rec area mm-hmm. that uh, just opened up and uh, all all because the plant was sited uh, where it was yep. um, and
0: trying to get the money raised to be able to build the trail through there Right, then if the trail goes yeah. through there then we get into Devil's Lake yeah. and yeah. we will have the the great Sauk State Trail yeah, when it's all said and really done cool.
1: But well, the plant was pretty amazing when, you know, of course, they were sniffing around the area in the late 19, 1940 already, Then the official word broke in October of 1941 that they would build the plant. And, um, you know, there was a lot of resistance, um, of course, until Pearl Harbor came, and then it wasn't. So much resistance as, you know, trying to get a fair value for all these 90 farms that were were taken over. Um, But it was pretty staggering. The plant cost $90 million in 1942 dollars. It was just crazy. 1,700 buildings had to be erected. They say a third of all Wisconsin carpenters were working at that site at the same time. Holy cow. Um, First thing they had to do was build a uh, fence that was 15 miles long. (laughs) <laughs> you know, around the site. Man. So, and just crazy, you know, right. so. Well, so I think to, of those 90 farms doing all those people that yeah, had oh, to move. Yeah, moving, you know, pictures of these houses, some of these houses being moved, and yeah, sure. it, it was... Um, So in
0: that that actually is a perfect segue because um, Mm -hmm. one of the people I'll be talking with in the next week or so is Verlin Mueller. Uh, And Verlin obviously is the preeminent historian on that whole area. So I'll be talking with him and recording that interview. And we'll post that as another one of the resources that will be available on the website. Um, If you want to visit that throughout the month and see what new things have gotten put on there, um, please feel free to do so. We're going to take another quick break and we'll come back and just give you a little bit of a preemptor for next week show don't go anywhere There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deals
1: store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more.
0: New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at maxfmbigdeals.com. That's maxfmbigdeals.com. Start shopping and start saving. Well, thanks for joining us. This week on our first episode of the Century of Change. Um, I tell you, it, it's an overwhelming thing. When I, I every time I say it, I say it with a little bit of fear because <laughs> there is so much stuff packed into this past century that we're going to try to cover as much of it as a, as we can and pull out little tidbits that we hope you all enjoy hearing about and want to learn more about. Because as the old saying goes, those that do not learn from history are doomed <laughs> to repeat it. So let us learn from history throughout this series. So thanks, WRPQ, for help, letting us do this crazy thing uh, here on ninety 99- nine. 7 MAX FM, and it uh, it's just been wonderful talking. My guest this morning and, and my guest for the next three weeks will be Paul Walter uh, from the Sauk County Historical Society. Join us next week as we take 1942 to 1969, right? Or no, 1967. Yeah. So and tons of stuff is going to go on. You won't know about it unless you listen in next next week's show. Right. So uh, everything from, well, just Badger Army Ammunition Plant. There's a couple of changes that happen out there in the next 25 years right. that you're going to want to know about Well, I hope you enjoyed our first trip down memory lane. Just think about a 25-year period that saw the end of one world war and the beginning of another. The formation of a major organization like the Red Cross, as well as a nation like the USSR. Not to mention all the important celebrities that were born that year. Dean Martin, JFK, Arthur C. Clarke, to name just a few. It was jam packed as far as time periods go. So, I hope you can join us next week for part 2, 1943 to 1967. Lots to reflect on in that 25-year chunk. If you didn't already know that, don't forget if you have suggestions or questions, visit us at www.forsock.com. Stay well.